Welcome to the She Wolf Podcast with Raquel and Sarah. Real talks to real toxic, where nothing is left off the table. Hey everyone, welcome to the She Wolf Podcast, episode four, and this is Sarah and Raquel. And we are so happy to have you guys back. Um, so this week's topic is um, about navigating a non-judgmental life. So more about how to be open-minded and things along that line. Um, because the past few years, it's really been exposed um, about the level of dissonance that we've had as humans, mostly that I've experienced personally like within this country, but I'm sure that that is worldwide. So um, what have you experienced, Raquel, since specifically we can talk about 2020 and yeah. beyond? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, honestly, I don't. have you ever heard the book uh, Sapiens? Have you ever heard of this book? You had mentioned it. Yeah. Prior. So it's funny because, uh, you know, this topic today is about judgment. And um, in this book, he talks about how this is the uh, nature of human beings mm -hmm. that um, not giving the whole book away. The book is super thick. <laughs> um, but uh, one part, it really intrigued me because the nature of human beings is to judge. Right. So without um, without judgment, we couldn't have survived as a species. So it takes cooperation from the whole of Homo sapiens to um, to move on and to reproduce. So I found this really interesting because naturally, you know, you kind of hear in yoga and the spiritual realms, like it's not good to gossip and, you know, it's not good to judge. But um, the nature of us, the primitive part of us actually judges for evolution, which is really interesting. So let's say um, we have to kind of gate and realize like who is dangerous around us right? <laughs> right and we have to we have to have judgment and discernment in order to um to exist and to to be safe and this is that primitive side of us but i think as humans we take it to the next level because what happens is um i think we're getting too judgy now right it's beyond the primitive kind of state of judgment that we're just we use judgment to protect ourselves now we're getting into a part where it's like you're judging someone's nose or earlobes or <laughs> right and really getting hyper focus on um on exactly like on every nitty-gritty i mean if somebody moves the wrong way we're judging it nowadays and you know basic judgment um this is part of our dna is to really discern what's safe around us who we could trust who we can't trust mm -hmm. and yeah of course it would become visual right like you look at someone you kind of gauge and kind of have a sense of what's happening so i think judgment is very natural but I think the issue lies in the fact that we take judgment to this whole other extreme where we start to judge just how someone breathes. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I think it just plays hand in hand with society, but plus with our biological factor of judgment. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. And we're just not welcoming in anything that's different than what we believe. And I love that topic of evolution. And now I'm super curious to read that book because if we don't converse with each other and hear alternative perspectives that we can consider, how do we learn, right? Because we all learn from each other. We're all collaborating with each other. And so if we're so stuck in our ways, how as a human species are we ever supposed to evolve and grow our brains and our reality? Um, so there is just this horrible pandemic of, it seemed, I don't like using the word everyone, but we are 
so close-minded to alternative beliefs. And what I'm curious of is for me personally, for the longest time, um, and this is just because of my upbringing, there was always so much fighting, for example, and arguing. And so I went the opposite way that rather than being argumentative, I shut down in those scenarios. And so I do anything to not get into an argument with somebody. But on the other side of the coin, like I'm just either observing and listening to what the person has to say and I digest it in my own time, but I'm not influencing that person by responding with my perspective. And so really where is the collaboration in that, right? They're just going on their way with their belief and I'm deciding to discern from my own, but there's, there's no conversation. And I think that allowing a constructive debate is so much better for all of our evolutions, right? Because it's better to just hear somebody out. And it doesn't mean that you need to assume what they're believing as true. Um, it's just giving them the opportunity to speak and maybe influence, but you at the end of the day can make your own decisions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because discernment and judgment are two different things, right? So if you're going to judge someone, usually you're judging someone based off of the things you don't know, right? And then talking to somebody, that's then you get into the realms of discernment because now you have to discern if, you know, let, let's say it's just you want to be friends with somebody. You have to discern, should I be friends with this person? Should I not, right? I don't think that's judgment. I think discernment is a little different with that, like seeing do they fit into my categories? Do they align with my morals? Do they align with my beliefs? And But initially, it's first judgment. And then after that, it's discernment. But conversation is needed, like you're saying, for that discernment, for that understanding um, to see where things align. And if they don't align, there's also nothing wrong with it. Like, mm -hmm. And that's where the judgment gets skewed because you think, all right, well, this person's a bad person because they don't align with me instead of just saying that this person doesn't align with me. Right. right? And it's also okay to not have people um, to, to purposely place people in your life that you're aligned with, right? Like I'm not going to place people in my life that are drug addicts that mm -hmm. have no need for them, right? It doesn't align with what I want with my beliefs with, um, hold on, my cat is going, I hear your dog snoring and then my cat <laughs> is trying to come over here. <laughs> um, so I'm, you know, I don't judge, like if somebody's going to do drugs, I mean, I'm not saying I don't judge them for sure. There's a judgment, like you're a drug addict. I don't, you know, right. There's an initial, you could tell when they are and kind of how they dress sometimes. I mean, some people are closet drug addicts, right. But that being said, I am not about to invite them into my life. You know, after talking to them, I, I don't align with them, but does that make me a bad person because I'm judging where they are and kind of like having this realization of where to place them. No, that's survival, right? Mm -hmm. If we all, if I start to invite, let's say somebody that is, you know, and I used to live with a drug addict, right? Someone in my life, I don't want that energy around me because it won't serve me. It'll just drag me down. So there is this fine line between judging based off of, you know, if it's in alignment with you or not, but it, you don't have to be malicious when you're judging, right? Yes. Like I'm not like making fun of somebody, let's say, because like I have compassion for them. Like I understand that, that you're, you know, this is where you are in time and space, but with my own judgment and my discernment, you, you know, no one should feel guilty about separating, but judgment has become like a bullying thing nowadays. Mm -hmm. And the gossip I think has become to an excess from my, Absolutely. my perspective. And that is, the difference. There's been a pattern of maliciousness where communication is, if you don't believe in what I believe in, I'm going to attack you rather than hearing you. And that is where I don't agree. I think everyone should be able to 
come to their own conclusions um, based on their life experiences, mm-hmm. because we all come from different places. And so you being able to speak on living with a drug addict, you can, of course, make your judgment because you've done it and you've had that very close to you. And so but the thing is, you don't lose compassion, like you said. So there's a difference between judgment even and having compassion to where somebody is. And so you can have a constructive conversation with somebody experiencing something like that without putting them down. You can say, hey, I have resources. I support you. But like, I also can keep you at a distance while doing that. So but these conversations that we're all having with each other. And I, I know you can for sure speak on this because you've told me some stories during the time of 2020 where um, say you'd post something on your story and then how, how many times really did you get attacked in response and you would respond in constructive conversation and they would just name call. This is stupid. You're stupid, blah, blah, blah. Like say all this negative stuff rather than just like backing it up with how do you feel? Like what made you come to that conclusion? Nobody would ever give education and perspective. They would just slam. And it's no matter what you say in response to that, you can just tell that they're a brick wall. Yeah, because it's like, this is where like, I don't agree with a lot of what's going on right now. Like if, let's say someone voted for Trump, they're like a horrible person. No, if you voted for Biden, you're an idiot. Like, whatever it is that that people are constructing, they just kind of jump to this, like, a conclusion and I get it. And in some ways, I guess people are looking at it where, all right, if you voted for this person, you don't align with my morals, right? But that discernment though like maybe having an honest conversation and going into it and seeing why they're coming from the perspective that they're coming from you know i think this is i mean across all all realms right now this is the issue in societies that we're 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 doing what's natural which is kind of this natural judgment right we're we're judging and we're aligning people but that second part of it is to judge but also to inquire like just mm-hmm. to right um, you know get to know someone or just like to ask some questions instead of just jumping to this like categorizing and then pushing away now at the same breath like i don't think it's a bad thing to categorize and to do that but when it's causing so much harm when you're like being nasty to somebody because they're not in alignment they're not in the same wavelength as you and wavelength not being ones higher or lower but just like in the same frequency i think that is where we're all misstepping and uh, there's a definitely why we're all so divided right now like there's so much division and it's all based off of i don't know this like i'm right you're wrong but everyone's right as long as it's working you know for yes. for them yes absolutely yeah it's um the dissonance has just been sad and all the topics that have been coming up, which we don't need to get into, but that just are separating us, you know? And I think there is so much strength in numbers. And if we just zoom out a little bit and see all of us as humans, like our insides are all the same, you know, like we're the same people and it sounds cheesy, but like, it's true. No matter what language you are, you're, you speak or where you're from, like music will touch us in the same way, you know? So we're all more similar than we think. And I think we're so zoomed in to our micro environment and what we're is being thrown at us constantly that we're becoming super sensitive and hypersensitive to these sensitive topics. And um, it's just very apparent how influenced we've become and whatever turned us into hypersensitive beings that when the topic is discussed we just blow up 
maybe it's contributing to that we're all feeling stressed and on edge as well. Um, I know this is a much deeper topic than even we're intending because there's a lot more variables I think that are incorporating into it. But I think just taking a step back and finding compassion, that is huge. It is learning to be open-minded and just hearing people because we have to respect that we all have something different to say about a same topic based on our lives that we've already experienced. And maybe one person can speak on it and the other one can't. And so hearing each other out and then using your discernment and proceeding however you want to proceed, but at least respecting each other in that moment for what they have to say right then and there and not putting them down just because it's different from what you believe. It's just being tolerable of how other people live, right? Like you're going to, you know, like I have my viewpoints, let's say you have the trans movement, the this and that, everyone has their own beliefs with it, right? But at the end of the day, like you have to be, even if you have a belief, let's say against something, you have to still be tolerable that people live the way they live. And that like, this is where, this is where there's this like gray line happening because no, like on either side of the aisle, there's a lot of like people are intolerable of other people's choices, right? So like for women, let's say, let's say, you know, you're like pro-life, pro-choice, you know, you could be both and like just let people do what they want to do. But in your heart, you could also be pro-life, right? But it doesn't mean you have to force people to act and be and say whatever it is that you have to say. Like you just accept people for living the way they live and having the beliefs that they have. So for me, that's why I'm all about like just freedom. Like yes. everyone has freedom and choice to speak, to do, to say whatever it is that they want to do as long as it's not harming another. And that's like the foundations of our constitution, right? Yes. Is we used to be a lot more tolerable. And here's the funny thing too. I think that we are tolerable. I think my cat's having a heart attack. <laughs> I think that we all are very tolerable of um, of others, but I think the media and social media is portraying it as if we're not, because we're always hearing they like this like elusive word. They're doing this. Who's they? Like who are all these? What are it's like some people on the internet like like talking against? Like I don't even understand like this whole thing called like cancel culture because I'm like who's canceling what? Like right? Like, you know, is it like corporations saying like I'm not gonna you know, like support this person anymore. And like, I'm not going to buy that. Like, it's just so crazy to me because mm -hmm. I don't even know who they and who all these like imaginary people everyone's talking about because <laughs> I mean, I see people having strong stance, let's say on the internet, like I see Republicans, I see Democrats, I see, you know, believers in this, believers in that, but like nobody's really affecting us <laughs> besides like this imaginary, I don't even know, like this conversation, like people get so mad, like, can you believe they did this? I'm like, who's they? Like, yeah. who, who is this? And what do they do to your personal life? Now, mm -hmm. of course, if we talk about war and stuff like that, that's going to affect like a whole country and finances. And I definitely understand that. But like, then there's these other things like Bill Burr, some comedian said this and it's like, so who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> like, how does, yeah, how does that affect me? I still got to go to work. I got to eat. I got to do this. So yes. I feel like we're we're going into this territory of like almost like people feel like the whole world's against you, but it's not real. <laughs> it's just it's like everyone's picking these sides. And the reality is it's like there's no real size. It's just like the Internet, like Internet gets wiped out. Then what? 
right? It's just your neighbors at the end of the day. So I have this really funny, I guess, perspective now because every time someone's like, they're out to get you, this is going to happen. I'm like, who? Like, who's going to cancel me? Like, four people are going to unfollow me on Instagram. Who cares? You know, like, it just, it just makes me laugh that I don't know, like, it's like this illusory fear and I just don't get it anymore. I'm like, who is everyone so scared of? And I get it. Like you're a celebrity. Maybe you're afraid of being fired, but like that doesn't affect me. I'm not in Hollywood and I don't care. You know, I don't know. Maybe this is making any sense, but no, it does. And it stems from, it seems from a lack of critical thinking, which goes back to our non-constructive conversations that we're having with each other, because there's this, assumption that everything has to be black and white and there's no gray area with anything which then turns off the possibility of having a conversation and so when we're not critical thinking for me at least when I hear that I picture somebody that will watch the news for example and whatever they say goes like okay the news is telling me that and that's what it is like no you have to absorb that, <laughs> see how that sits with you, maybe go do your own research and remember what these media outlets are, right? One, they're businesses. <laughs> Two, they're just being told what information to spew out. Again, whoever they is, but the information is being spread out. But And then we know like all these news outlets will have their different perspectives on it. But again, that's just absorbing this information that we're getting from wherever and it's being spewed out through humans mouths and we have to use our discernment to take that in and digest it and say okay well this is how i feel after that and if you're unsure take it a step further not just watching a tiktok video and saying oh this guy said that and so that's what it is like no i'm i want to now research further about that topic so i have something to back this up and not just blind faith following something. And this goes across the board with anything, whether it's what the news says, whether it's religion. And when we feel, we have to remember that we feel so deeply about our beliefs. So do the people that we're talking to. And that's where this fire and this passion comes in when we're talking to each other, but also approaching that with compassion, understanding that the other person feels so strongly about how they feel as you do with what you feel. I mean, beliefs are an absolute. So if you know this, you could take a step away and you kind of hear what other people are saying. Oh, this is your belief. Okay, where do you stand? And why do you believe this? Actually, the majority of people, because you know me, I love to debate people, right? The majority of people have... Um, actually, they haven't really established their morality properly. They haven't established um, their belief, like not even their beliefs, their morality, like their fundamental structure has no, has no foundation. So when they're debating, actually, because their morality is off, like, for instance, let's say I have this blanket morality that I think everyone should be free as long as it's not harming everyone, right? Right. But now then I'm saying, well, I believe in freedom, but I think you like you should be canceled or taken off the air if you're talking about something that I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. That's not in alignment with my morality because my morality is about freedom. It's about having people like I believe in freedom. I believe in open conversation. And that's the beauty. I mean, at least about America is that we have this platform where we can be open and say what we want, but we could also be like, I don't agree with that and then have that discernment. But mm -hmm. nowadays it's like, there are, there are individuals, and I won't say their names because it's not they, there's individuals that are really pushing for this narrative 
And that's what it is all about narratives, pushing for a narrative to silence people when they don't agree with it. And that is something that doesn't align with my morality, what I my fundamentally believe in. So I'm going to be consistent with that where, no, I don't right? Like the freedom is, it's across the board, even if it's something that I don't agree with. So fundamentally, people have to first understand their morals and what they stand with, right? And this, and this is why everybody's fighting in this and that, because they lost sight of their fundamental, their fundamental foundation. And when you lose sight of that, then you get lost in beliefs and this and that, and then things are skewed and they don't make sense and they don't align. Um, so it, it's, you know, and this whole judgment thing, the reason people are judging again is because they're not in tune with themselves, right? They have no idea who they are, what they are, where they stand. And then what naturally happens is it's like it, the judgment is just like off nowadays. It's not real. It's not like, okay, this person's holding a knife. I'm going to judge them like they're dangerous, right? Instead, it's like, you know, what if it was like a chef holding a knife, <laughs> It doesn't make any sense, right? It's like a chef holding a knife. Oh, they're going to go cut food. Instead, one person's holding a knife and they're all like, everyone's going to, they're going to kill someone. It's like, no, yeah. it's not how it works. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. Like, so on edge, kinda, like, what if someone yeah. took a picture of that chef and then put it on the internet, but he wasn't wearing his white coat? Oh, he's a murderer. You know, like we can just label anything however we want. And no, like it's a big disconnect. And I just wish that, um, we can just fall back into our heart spaces. That's of course like world peace. Ooh, you know, like I, I wish like, that's of course how we all want it to be. But um, I don't know. The first step is I really just wish that people would become more accepting of others because we're all never going to agree fully because that's the beautiful part of being human. We're all different. We all have different things to bring to the table. And I'm just such a huge believer in, I just stopped saying the word huge because now all I hear is your voice in my head. I'm a large, a big believer. Huge, just, it's huge. Huge. <laughs> and just hearing everybody because that's at least how I get my information, you know, and I choose what I want to learn more about. So I'm much of an introvert. I am a observer my whole life. I used to be much quieter than I am now, but I love listening. And from innately being that way, I am able to observe all different types of people. And it's, I, I think it's a beautiful power that we have to be able to do that. And that's the experience that experiences that we can take in throughout our life to then become who we are and have our own beliefs. And then, so with that ideology and belief system and how I live my life, um, I took a philosophy course in um, business school, actually, they mix business philosophy and um, that's when I was a late bloomer. I got introduced to Socrates in college and my favorite quote of all time. And I live by this and I remind myself of this. I want it plastered on my wall and it helps ground me. So Socrates said, the only true wisdom is in knowing, you know, nothing. I am the wisest man alive for I know one thing. And that is that I know nothing. And so my favorite thing about Socrates was um, how we used to entertain ourselves that many years ago, right? Is they obviously didn't have TVs, they would perform for each other. But um, the book I read said how every day everybody would go into the center of the town and their, um, their entertainment was talking to each other and conversing with each other. And so everyone would be annoyed by Socrates because he would go around asking everybody what they did and questions and 
he said what he concluded was that he would ask somebody a question of something that wasn't their specialty or their profession and they would still try to act like they knew the answer and he's like just just know that you don't know it's okay and that whole story and way of life um like i said it grounds me and i try to remind myself of that constantly because it's okay to say i don't know and here's somebody else that maybe has a little more knowledge and experience than you do yeah it's 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 funny too because really actually he would also ask people their crafts that they were experts in so mm -hmm. he would ask people let's say if they were an expert in like violin he would keep asking why 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 and at the end people just wouldn't know even on their own specialty and that like knowing that like you just don't know of course that's like a, a state of humbleness right but but nowadays the the reason people are getting so heated in debate and conversation and, um, you know, all of this kind of like craziness happening is because, because they get to a point where they don't know, which is why they would get upset mm -hmm. with Socrates. Cause when you're debating and then, or you get to a point, you get to a head where the rationale actually can't be out debated. Right. And then people, what do they do? They get angry and then they start calling names. That's why, you know, you want to debate the minute that somebody calls you a name. But debating theories and concepts shouldn't be so personal, right? Because we're all trying to figure it out. And the only way to get to conclusion is by questioning. And this is where, I mean, if we're going into politics, this is what this is what boggles my mind nowadays because people are so absolute in their beliefs. And they're absolute, but they're not question like we should question everything. Mm -hmm. Even like when every someone's like identifying, like I am absolute conservative, I'm absolute liberal. I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> because <laughs> because in reality, like, you know, I could hold a thought where like, like for instance, right? Like conservatives will hate me for this, right? <laughs> right? But I could hold a thought where I think I think that education should be paid for through our taxes, let's just say, right? Like and the reason I think this is because when a population is more educated and, you know, more educated and they're more equipped, then they become more civil. You would think, right, what's happening now, that's not true, right? But I could think that and I would be happy for my taxes to pay that, pay that over war, right? Because war, that, why, why spend more money on nukes? I don't think we need it, right? So I'd rather, if we're going to put our money anywhere, put it back in education for people. Now, that's a very kind of liberal ideology, right? And it's like, oh, my God, this... Right. But I have that belief because I think if we invest into our society, in our citizens, then the reward comes back tenfold because, you know, we're investing in that. I think that's a good investment. And then but then you could have this 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 other thought where you're you're aware that um, the minute that you give people money to allocate, then there's greed and there's corruption. <laughs> right. And then there. Right. So you see, you could be conservative in thought but you could also be liberal as well. And then you just have a different point of view or a different angle. And then people could understand why you think that way. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, you know, this is the way I think now, do I think it's, uh, realistic do i think it could happen i don't know you know that we have to try it right like maybe in finland they do it where school is universal and then there's no you know corruption but whether this is the thing like everyone has to understand that no matter what side of the aisle you fall on there's always going to be corruption there's always going to be flaws because there's humans mm -hmm. so how can anybody just pick one side because right. like you were saying before there's always this gray area because there's personalities and in America, there's so many different cultures, right? It's 
that's the hard part is that we have to be tolerable of other cultures. That's what's necessary, especially in America. Now, if everybody's in alignment, let's say in Israel with a certain belief, and then that's fine that they should live that way. But in America, the problem is it's that we're this big melting pot. So ultimately the fundamental, you know, ideology that we should always maintain is freedom and tolerability as long as you're not hurting someone else physically right mm -hmm. so I, I just find it interesting that i just feel like these wars are happening in conversation because it's true people don't know what they're talking about and they have no foundation like i was saying earlier in their own morality they actually never questioned what are their morals what are their beliefs they're too busy judging others and then seeing themselves through the eyes of someone else instead of right like looking within so mm -hmm. fundamentally this is this is the big issue it's if you have no foundation in your beliefs and then you have no understanding of basic politics <laughs> right or or how things work or you know anytime i debate with anybody about uh, finances i always ask them like what's a dollar right like tell me what a dollar is explain to me what a dollar is. If they don't know, I'm like, we can't art, we can't debate about economics because you don't even know what a dollar is. You don't know where it came from, why it has intrinsic value, right? I mean, this is getting like almost like political, this conversation, but, but it's important because if you can't know the foundation of something and know how something works, you can't actually have a conversation about it. It's just like, right. it's like, you know, it's just two people arguing about emptiness. It's like, well, you don't even know how things work. Like you think you're fighting for something morality, but you don't understand the foundations or the mm -hmm. rationale behind it. So, you know, there's, it, it's definitely a funny thing happening with uh, discernment nowadays and the lack of the ability to just, I don't know, like think outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And looking at the root too. So how much of it do we think is ego and just fighting for something because we want to be right. And then even when we're proven wrong or shown a different perspective that could be potentially right, we're still fighting for the original point just because we want to be right to begin with. And we can lighten the topic even by talking about collaborative work in the business space where say if we work in a corporate office and we have a project together and we're discussing if um, the paper that we use should be blue or pink, you know, and me sticking with blue because I'm stubborn and like, no, I want it to be blue because I said it should be blue and it's blue because, but someone else says, well, pink, because the text we're using would look better on that. And you'll be able to read it easier. And even with that solid fact of, yes, it makes sense for our human eyes to be able to read that easier. I'm like, well, blue because, and that's just because now I have an issue with being wrong. And so yeah. I think there's a taste of that as well, where we're just so afraid to be wrong. And what's wrong with that? Uh, that well, that's thoughts and ego. I mean, if everybody's honest, and this is like, and my friend from Norway said this perfect. She goes, of course, everyone's fighting in the US. You guys have to choose between cancer and AIDS. <laughs> like, like, it's like, it's a lose-lose conversation. If, like, we're talking politics, right? Like, nobody, like, they all suck. Like, let's just be real. Let's just like, let's lay it out on the table. And if anybody thinks these are the two most intelligent men on this planet, and I'm gonna say men, because like the women, let's just, they're not there yet. Like, we're not, we're not really climbing up yet. We're trying, but it's hard, right? So it's just like, 
it's at the end of the day, like it's between which poison do you want to, I can't even fall for it anymore. I just see it for what it is. This is one big theatrics. And that's what I see media as is everybody's trying to convince everyone to believe what they believe. And it's like, how about you get everybody to tap into their own morality and to really sense internally what's right and what's wrong instead mm -hmm. of, cause you don't have to like convince someone really of things like if it's if it's very natural and it's very like you could just feel it it's like a feeling it's like this feels right this feels wrong like if I were to like you know off someone that wouldn't feel good to me I'd be like right there'd be like something off about it like something's wrong with this like this isn't right right so so you have this like gut you know instincts and I know some not everybody has the same gut but mm -hmm. I mean give humans some just give them the facts. That's why I believe in media nowadays. Just give the facts. Like this happened over the weekend. Stop with your inflections of your opinion, right? Like no matter what media outlet, it's Fox or CNN, everyone has some inflection and like some Rain. opinion. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, even, and then everything's so dramatic, right? Yeah. Like, oh my God, the world is ending. And then like, you kind of walk outside and it's like the birds are chirping, you know, my cat's playing with like in the grass, like, you know, I have food I'm doing like the world's not so bad, but there has been this imagery of like, everyone's against you, whoever everyone is. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're you got to be afraid because you're going to be canceled instead of the rain, a uh, rain shower is coming. It's a rainstorm. It's like, it's just, everything's so big. And I just, there was just one day I was like, I'm not falling for this anymore. Like, I think 90% of at least we're like where I live is like fine. And I'm not saying that other places there isn't crime, there isn't issues. I know there's issues in some other places and that needs to be handled. And I completely agree with that. But for the most part, we're all doing pretty well. I think if you have like a roof over your head and food mm -hmm. on your plate, you're doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. We have to start taking our power back as humans because we're allowing ourselves too much to be influenced and again just not thinking for ourselves and that's what's creating this dissonance because we're allowing it to happen and for whatever reason we don't need to get into conspiracy theories and what's causing it or what's the reason they're doing it but reptilians <laughs> but i won't go there <laughs> um but there's it just seems that they want to create that dissonance they want to create that fear and we do know that those types of emotions make us easier to control whatever the reason is that they want to control us or put us all in a box and they want us to all react the same way by conditioning us who knows what the reason is but we need to take our power back and again whatever we're consuming not allowing that to be the end all be all we have to start just thinking for ourselves and that's what's lacking I mean, I'm still questioning who they are, right? Like, is it like yeah. Dr. Evil, like sitting behind the table? <laughs> like, is this like, like, is there a convention of people that are just so dumb or like so controlling? Like, imagine that is a reality that there is this group of people that are just so controlling and domineering that they're playing these games with society, right? It wasn't there like that. I don't know. Was it Korean? That Korean show, or yeah. was it Japanese? Right, yeah. that fight one. Um, Squid Games. Squid Games, right? Was it Korean or Japanese? I think Korean. Okay, sorry for my ignorance, yeah, but I honestly, I never saw it actually. Yeah, so oh, um, you should watch it though. It, it was good. Yeah, no, I saw the only part I saw because my husband was watching it. At the end of it, um, they had. Like I saw like, the Illuminati, you know, the elites, yeah. the elites, yeah, the elites are sitting there. And I, I do wonder sometimes, like, 
is that real? And then you hear these, and I listen to all theories. So like, you know, like all off the table, like I wear a tinfoil hat, but I also am very <laughs> realistic. So I like to hear what's going on. So like mm-hmm. you hear people talk about reptilians and then you hear, you know, galactic war and like all these wild concepts. And then, but then sometimes I just wonder if it's just like the energy of greed and power and that's mm-hmm. all it is. And just right. people making really dumb decisions because their egos are just so idiotic that they're just, you know, making all these decisions and it's all in different sex, right? So like, let's say somebody owns a food company and of course they want to make the most profit out of it, mm-hmm. right? So then they put poisons in it because it's easier. Some of the poisons are easier to manufacture and to keep preserved and this and that. So it's just based off of greed. That's why all these bad things happen. Same thing in politics. It's just based off of power. People just mm-hmm. want power. Their egos are so hungry to be powerful that they'll do anything you know, for the means to gain more power. And then there's the normal, like just not normal, but like the average citizens that like, we don't want any of that. Like we don't care about greed and power in the extreme. So we're just like victims of my cat just bit me. She has to go. (laughs) (laughs) We're just victims of like just power and greed and this perpetual, like this disease that's in society. And then this power greed is just playing these wars on TV, these narratives. And, and then it's just like, we're, you know what I mean? We don't even know what's going on. I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't know shit, but I do know that it's a little funny nowadays. Like, I, like, I don't know. Even when we look at COVID, like, let's be real. Right. Like, like they made trillions of dollars off of, you know, everything they, you know, released. I mean, did that have something to do with it or who knows? <laughs> you know, like seems though, looking at history is they're conditioning us to be influenced and influenceable, right? Yeah. Where every, if you, that's, that's actually consistent throughout all of this is no matter what they're doing and what the reason is they're making us very easy to influence because now our critical thinking went down. I just had an epiphany. <laughs> our critical thinking went down. Right. And then any environment they throw our way, no matter what the reaction is, there's an effect. And I think, especially even from the COVID era, that whether it was a test to see how we would react by it, but I just cannot imagine (laughs) in any realm of possibility being generationally affected by a reality where greed is that much of a thing where $500 billion is not enough money. I don't, I can't get there. It's just imagine yeah. the different reality that they're living in, that that's still not enough and they need more. Like that's just beyond. It's it's way out, outside of anything that we would ever be able to imagine. Yeah. And we won't imagine it because we're not there, right? Because when you have all that money, you have all the power to control, right? And, and then you have this like endless, you know, pockets to just do whatever you want. And that, you know, Really, actually, disease is society. A big part is control. People don't want to lose control. And when you're gaining money, what are you gaining? Control, right? Mm-hmm. When you're gaining, and that's really what power is. It's control, control over your life. And I had this, it's like kind of morbid, but, you know, I was thinking about all this shit with politics and just all this bull. And I was just like, you know what the joke is on everybody? We're all just going to die one day. Like, 
<laughs> not to be, but like, what are we doing? Like, who gives a shit at the end of the day if like what you believe in? Like, we only have this small period of time, and then ten years of my life, I'm going to worry about like who the hell is in office. Like, if it, like, I get it. Like, you're worried about the future generations and this and that. But like, am I? No, I'm not worried about the future generations. I don't have a kid yet, but like, maybe I will in that time. But like, I don't really give a shit because I know my time is limited. I know I'm a soul having a human experience. And then that's it. And then we like transition to wherever we transition to Mm -hmm. after this. So sometimes I like look at all this stuff and how hyper focused everyone could get on like these media wars and the sides. And trust me, I've been there. And then I'm just like, but I'm just going to die one day. I can't take any of that with me. The only thing I could take with me is like my experience. And like, I want the best possible experience that I can have being a human, not like, like you sitting there and like researching, like, you know, what did Ben Shapiro say? What did this person say? <laughs> like, like I get it. Like, it's interesting and we should know about it. And like, like I'm not saying be ignorant, but what I'm saying, like we're all going to die one day. Right. <laughs> and it's like, are, is that going to be like, that's not my focus in my alignment in my soul. My focus is to help people and from a different, from a healing aspect mm-hmm. and for them to get to know themselves. It's not political. And maybe, you know, Ben Shapiro's for sure political and to wake that up. But I don't want to get dragged into, it's almost like getting dragged into a job you have no interest in. Like, let's say if you're an engineer, like, let's say your friend's an engineer, for example, my husband's like a sanitation worker, right? Like, that's like him taking me to work and like having to work. I'm like, this is not, this is not <laughs> I did not pick this career, right? It's not meant for me to do it. So it, it's like funny at the end of the day, because I'm just like, like all this politics, like everyone's like drawn into it, which I agree you should know about it. But like, it's also like not everybody's purpose is to just be hyper obsessed about it. And I think that's why people are angry. (laughs) Maybe they're losing purpose. And we got a beautiful taste of this during 2020. It just keeps getting drawn back to this. I feel like a new reality started. That's why I keep using that as like the baseline. But we, you, me, and a couple of our girlfriends, we created our own reality for a straight like six months that people didn't really agree with and whatever their beliefs, I don't care because we had such a beautiful experience. And though all of this stuff was going on, that was so negative. We didn't allow the narrative to control how we were going to live our day-to-day life. And so we made the best of it and kept ourselves healthy by incorporating movement and getting out in the sun and nature and flowing and doing yoga and breath work and that's where we need to also realize that we do control our own reality and we can change our environment to make life what we want for whatever resonates with us. And I think that was the most beautiful discovery that we all had together. And I'm so grateful for it because I didn't have to sit alone in my house and be scared. I was able to just go outside and enjoy, especially as summer came, as the warmer months um, started to come. It was just so nice that to have that opportunity and people that I aligned with in my aura to do that with and and play with and just do something outside of what the norm was just breaking that mold of what was expected of you during that time. Yeah, I feel like as well, like, you know, what made me laugh, like not laugh about COVID. COVID was serious, people died, you know, but what made me laugh about the experience of it is that like all these people came out of the woodworks, like they were the most compassionate people. And it's like, Mm -hmm. there's been 10 million people a year dying of starvation 
for years. Like, and this is something that I like, I did a paper on it when I was younger and I was so distraught. And then, you know, it's hard to do anything about it. Like, what do you do about it? You know, the government just mm-hmm. take the money and right. But right. like, this has been like a humanitarian crisis in Africa, in so many other places. And then the minute, like, a mil- you know, like, let's say like people get affected by COVID, it's like the whole world has to stop. And like everything, like then all the compassion police come out. That's why I call them the morality police come out and telling you what to do and what not to do. And it's like, well, you know, where were you for like 10 years when there was already humanitarian crises happening? And like, you're just so, I thought people were just so full of it because I'm like, no, this is called, I call it selective compassion Mm -hmm. because you're selectively being compassionate about like what people you think are important and not all people are important. And there's been so many, like tuberculosis kills 1.5 million people a year. Like, where's the conversation in that? That has been ongoing, probably a little less now, but this is like statistical realities. And this lack of discernment, I think put people like, it just, it like, it's just crazy how angry people got at each other for living the life and making the choices that they're living because, mm-hmm. you know, people are always, we're all like destined for our doomsday. This is just a reality of life. How we get there, hopefully it's gracefully, but none of that's guaranteed. This is like very deep spiritual philosophy. And I, you know, people may get mad at this and ah, but it's just reality. It's just talking truth. And, you know, as until we could take a step back and really see things from all angles, then we would have like a greater perspective. And I, I, I don't know. I just thought it was fascinating how many people criticize me. And I'm like, like everyone knows I'm not going home to anybody <laughs> that's at risk. Like we're okay. Like in, right. It's like, I'm allowed to go outside and I've never, I think my mom said it perfectly recently. Like, have you ever learned in like medical school that you have to wear a mask in order to be safe? You know, that's like the craziest mm-hmm. thing. I've ever heard in my life, you know, like outdoors by yourself or yeah, you know, at the beach. I think is what she said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Like, like, you know, this, this is really like just taking that broad step back so that we're not so affected by social media and media. Like this, it's not real. Like, I guess it's real in our reality right now, but it's really not real. Like we could go living life without your computer and without your phone. Can't mm-hmm. go without food though right? You can't go without fundamental things. So I don't know if we put too much importance in like cancel culture and all this stuff, we're going to get lost in that sauce. And I think it's irrelevant. I think it's a useless conversation actually in like war and stuff like this, because not real war, I'm talking about this kind of social war, because it doesn't, it's, I don't care if like, if you're going to judge me, because you don't like my beliefs or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, and that's your own issue It's nothing to do with me. That's your own mind, you know? Yeah, with these collective topics, you can just tell how influenced we are by what we're told to be influenced by. And so whatever is on the news and whatever the issue is that we're told is what the problem is. But maybe these other issues that have been going on for 10 plus years, 20, 30, 50 years, these diseases that we don't talk about, well, what causes these diseases, right? Is it maybe the chemicals and the antibiotics and all of this junk that they're putting in our food? But we don't want to talk about that because now that's affecting somebody else's bottom line. And so at the end of the day, for me, from the information I've consumed, it is all stemming from greed. And we need to do a better job at not being so influenced and look deeper into the root of something. So rather than just hopping on board because everybody else is 
raging and getting pitchforks and torches about something, a topic, say, no, well, why, where'd this stem from? And why is it a problem? And why are we not talking about something else right now? Like there is been some people exposing on TikTok, for example, because I think it's a beautiful platform if you use it the right way. I think it's a great way for people to communicate unfiltered with each other. But they'll say, hey, by the way, while this was going on with like these two celebrities, like you seem to skim right over this just happened, you know, and it seems like we're also being distracted. So I think our attention is being drawn to whoever they, whatever they want our attention to be drawn to, to maybe distract us or whatever the intention, we don't know what the intention is, but the, the things that come out of this conversation is to find your own power and voice and mind to utilize for thinking for yourself. And that's really what's lacking. And then the compassion, of course. So if somebody else has just a differing idea than what you have maybe they heard something else and say oh where did you hear that why do you think that hear them out and then say oh well i see what you're saying but i feel this because this is what i heard and you can talk about it and it's going to be fine and no one's gonna start throwing knives at each other like just have a conversation without being condescending or mean or throwing daggers with your words and saying hateful you know like calling people names like what like you said once you start saying that it's not a debate anymore it's just you feeling like you lost and that's all you have at this point and it's just cruel it really is and I just want to see people stop being so cruel to each other and just being more supportive and accepting tolerable yeah. more than accepting you don't have to accept everything but tolerable yeah I mean to me cruel is just like ignorance like if someone's ignorant they're going to be cruel you know <laughs> it's like I said like if someone loses a debate they're going to be nasty to you right but if you're actually, you know, if you have intelligence, you're, you're trying to think in your head instead of like, how can I criticize this person? You could just stop and be like, darn, you got me. Like, yeah. like I do not have the proper debate to get back at you and mm -hmm. let me think about that. And then if you really get, and you know, this is where I have like my own, my beliefs and everything like that. My brother was brilliant because he used to debate me so much and he would debate me into a corner and I'd be like, darn it. Like I don't have a way out. And I never thought of it that way. And then it expanded my mind, you know, like mm. I, I remember too, like, like, you know, like full disclosure, I voted for like Ron Paul, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm grassroots. And I remember like back in the day, I would have all these like amazing conversations on Facebook and never once did anybody like unfollow, you know, and you would have these honest debates. Like, do you believe in Medicare? Do you believe in this? Do you believe in that? And you would just go back and forth and say, I would get a little snarky sometimes, but it was never like inappropriate. And then when like, I guess like Trump presidential and all this stuff came in, like people were wild. And then you almost like, like if you did like follow Trump, you almost felt like a little bad. Like you're like, Hey man, can I say that out loud? And I know yeah. people, you know, like they didn't know what to say. And you know, like for me, like I could always just be like, I don't know. I vote green party. I know I suck. Like, <laughs> this is like whatever I vote for, nobody gets mad at me because the reality is it's like, are they going to win? I would want them to, but you know, chances are no, but um, just because of how, you know, again, we only have two choices, cancer and AIDS, like the third choice, you know, maybe like herpes, we don't get that, <laughs> we don't get that choice, right? So, <laughs> right. Um, so anyways, yeah, but it's, it's, 
it amazes me that just how angry people get. And you know what? Don't get me wrong. I've gotten angry at how stupid people are. Like, I'm just like, man, how could you just be that ignorant where you're not listening to the words I say? But then I also know better. And if people aren't willing to hear it, then why keep speaking? Right. Yes. Just start to be quiet and all right, they're not ready for it yet. And or I have to get more creative in getting in there. And I know sometimes I have pissed people off because I've said some kind of truth that got in there and it, it took them a little bit, but they caught on eventually. And that that is another amazing thing. I mean, I could sit here and be super negative, but I think the I think most people are waking up to yeah. this facade. I Absolutely. do see that nowadays. Yeah. Well, I think these past couple of years have really challenged us to think and then a lot of our beliefs were challenged, whatever side you were on, where now that actual truth is being exposed, we see, oh, like I was so strong on my belief, which that's all it was. There was no fact at the time to support whatever you believed. So all you had was a belief. And so now that actual truths are being exposed, you're that's it. Like you either you lost or you won. Your your idea was true or it wasn't. And now you can look back at like, wow, I really supported that belief to the death to the end of the road. And I ended up being wrong anyway. So we have to now analyze our own actions and thoughts and say, okay, well, anything really is possible because we're confusing belief for absolute where we really just don't know. And so no matter what side of the argument you're on, anyone could be wrong at any time because there's no, for these abstract ideas, they're just ideas. And like, we don't know why we're here. We don't know what happens when you die. And like, that could and like, is it wrong? Like, is there a God that's going to say like, oh, if you do this, that's a sin and like you're going to hell? Like, we don't know. So now all of these laws that we have in place that are moral, right, are still beliefs. So how are we going to sit here and say, I know this is what it is because you can only really run home with whatever you feel. And if we all were accountable for our own thoughts and moral beliefs, then hopefully if you have a good moral, you know, structure that the world would be a better place. And that's all you can hope for. So why can't everyone just worry about themselves? And if you do have a conversation about it, share, but mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be so negative and argumentative. And I am going to read one more quote um, about this topic because I was researching this prior and I'm obsessed with this. It's It sounds condescending. I don't intend to share it as a condescending notion, but I thought this was a great um, perspective. So this is from F. Scott Fitzgerald. He was a novelist. Um, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. So don't short-circuit if you hear something <laughs> that is outside what you believe. But really, though, like, it's going to be fine. Like, if someone comes at you, like, it's not an attack just because it's not what you think. Yeah. And it's just, you know, this is what compassion is, placing yourself in others, seeing where they come from and why they come from it. And then, you know, fundamentally, again, people have to ask, why do you believe in what you believe? You have to ask yourself that. You actually should debate yourself. It's in the Yoga Sutras it actually says this, like to debate yourself, right? Like when you have a belief, it's important. I don't know if it's in the sutras. I'm pretty sure it's in the sutras, right? But it's important to have these conversations with yourself and to know, like, why why do I even think this, right? Because that is the unraveling of programming. And maybe you think it because you had an experience. Maybe there's an experience and this is where it comes from. Or maybe it was just told to you and you just took it at face value because you really, right. you admired somebody, but it doesn't mean they were right, right? Mm -hmm. This goes into like, I love... I see, I have some friends that, uh, you know, they follow the same guru that I follow. And, 
you know, me too. I used to really every word my guru said, it was absolutely, like absolutely right. And then one day I started thinking for myself and I was like, nah, I don't really follow that. <laughs> I don't really believe in that. Like who, like who, who, like who are you to be this absolute, you know, I, someone was listening and I love Sadhguru. I listen to him all the time. Right. And I think a lot of the things he says is absolutely wise. But then he had this, this, um, I guess this post recently or this talk recently is like telling you like what you should never do, right? Like you should never open a yoga studio and you should never do this. And I'm like, who is this guy? Right. <laughs> who is this person, this all knowing human being that tells everybody what they should and should not do as if they're like the only connection to God realization. They're the only ones that have God running through their veins. And this is, we can't take things so serious. We have to, all is within. And that, my guru, what I loved about him is he used to say that all is within. He used to always say it. And it really is true because what happens is you'll change to please someone, right? Because like judgment, if you're afraid of being judged, you're, what you're really afraid of is you're, you're letting someone, you're judging yourself based off how someone else sees you instead of going within and mm -hmm. judging, right? So if you're, if that's the case, then you'll change for every person that's around you. You're going to constantly mutate and become something that maybe you're not in alignment because actually the only thing that you care about is being pleased, you know, like being um, liked by somebody, by a guru, by a group of people, right? So it comes back to that like fundamental reality, like who are you and why do you believe in what you believe and like what what is your morality what's your foundation so i don't listen to anybody anymore i listen to everybody but also to nobody i yes. wait for that like where what do i need to do what is it does it work for me does it not work for me i think that's true intelligence i think if you just i'm not saying never follow anybody i think you should check it out like see what they're saying try the tools that they said but when it becomes statements these blanket statements of what you should and should not do i'm very careful with those people around me nowadays i'm very careful to even align them with me because I don't need anybody telling me what I should and should not do. I have to figure out what I need to do <laughs> for me and what I, what, like, if you care, you know, like if Sadhguru told me to never open a yoga studio because I'm not ready yet, or it's like spiritually irresponsible. I know the lives that have changed from opening the studios. Mm -hmm. Like it's total bullshit. And it's like, it's not even real. It's like, yeah, you got that message that nobody should open. And then you're saying this on YouTube, but is that alignment? No, absolutely not. And I don't think anybody in my studios would agree to that either. Because if, even if maybe my mere little yogi is only, you know, this much in realization, that's still something it's better than nothing. And, um, but some people will hang off of that. Like, oh, the guru said, don't do it. And uh, they follow it like zombies. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, you're still your own person. Listen to your own self. And that has to do with discernment, knowing who you are, and then also not being a victim to other people's judgment or thinking you have to watch yourself through other people's eyes. I don't give a shit what people think about me. I'm going to do what I do. And if it's wrong, I'll figure it out through my own experience. And then that right there will be my teacher. And then I could share that with others, but letting people know consciously mm -hmm. as a teacher, this is my experience. It's not the same that's going to be yours. And I mean, as a teacher too, I think more guides should start coming. And this is like from my own perspective, if you could come from a place, not should, but if you come from a place where you're more like um, open, right? Like open in your conversation, like 
from my experience, this happened, but maybe it will change in your experience. I'm not too sure. Right. And then just allowing for that conversation and let the person decide what they want to do or not do. Yeah. Well, if you're true within yourself and you're authentic and you exude that authentic nature, you're also leaving room to attract the people into your life that are more in alignment with you. Right. And so it doesn't make it right or wrong, but we do want to surround ourselves with people that we're in alignment with or are sharing the experience with It's I think it's just a more fulfilling life. It doesn't mean you're not leaving room for people who aren't in alignment, but even in business, you're just attracting the people that you would like to work with. And if you are just constantly molding to every environment and person that you're surrounding yourself with, then where's your identity? And you're not leaving room to just be yourself and have that authentic conversation with people that you might vibe with. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just sick of people telling me what I should and should not do or could and could not do. It's just like, just leave me alone. Give me tools. Give me a breathing exercise. Give me a yoga. Give me something. Give me information, right? Like the media, give me information. Let me decide for myself. I'm much more capable than, right? And like, it's not an ego thing, right? Because that doesn't mean just because you think this way that you'll never learn from anybody, right? You learn, you learn the tools, but I, I think there's a fine line going up to somebody and asking them how you should live your life. That's yours. That's your creation. Like that's mm-hmm. yours to mold and to play with, right? Everything else is just information coming in and then you piece that together and then you make sure you experience it and see what works and what doesn't. Cause all we are is like an algorithm of our experiences and our, and you know, our knowings and, and whatnot. But you know, this is why this discernment judgment is natural. Everyone accept it. You're going to judge people. They're going to walk in how they dress this and that it's natural. Don't beat yourself up, but also go beyond that, right? Maybe there's an initial judgment because that's primitive. Ask some questions, then you have discernment and then you go from there and then you decide, is this in alignment with what I want? Not with what a guru wants, not with what a teacher wants or your parents want or whatever it is. Is this in alignment for where I'm going in life. And then, you know, and be willing to debate, argue, like, like have, have conversations and play different sides to see what you are in alignment. That's how you learn is by having multiple, you know, I, I can't stand it anymore watching these colleges where they like cancel. That's like where people are canceled. They don't let people speak. Just yeah. let them speak. Even if you don't believe in what they're saying, just hear them out, you know, but don't dismiss it right away. Be open and see what lands and what doesn't and see. And to me, that's always worked, you know, listening to other sides. And, you know, a few points I had a year ago are different today and they should be. That's yeah. what I think. That's a big should that I'm going to say. If you're thinking the same way that you did a year ago, I think you're not having enough experiences. That's what I think. And you're not listening enough. And you're not open. That's my beautiful. take. I could be wrong. No, this is a beautiful <laughs> summary. That is a beautiful close. It was, I think you embodied the entire conversation with that. So I'm just going to leave it there because I have nothing to add because it was beautiful. (laughs) And it's been an hour. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for, uh, I don't even know what this conversation was fully about. Maybe judgment, discernment, a little politics, a little crazy, but being open-minded. Yeah. Being open-minded and you know, sometimes it goes like this, but thank you guys so much. And I hope to, I hope you listen next week or the next episode.